Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 1400 AM, 98.3 FM, and on the Listen Listen In app, and uh, another beautiful morning out there. And you can still get us on TuneIn app. Yep, and um, so we're on the air around the world. This will be our last show for uh, 2019. And 18. Well, see, I'm already thinking ahead. <laughs> well, we got a thing ahead. 2008. You know what it is? They got these chairs in here that actually... Oh, so you're already ready for a new year. Yeah, these chairs have thrown me off here. We're usually sitting in some different uh, seating arrangements, but they got these in here, and it's actually much better. But um, They are better. Yeah, this is sort of a wrap-up show, and I hope everybody had a, had a pleasant Thanksgiving, Greg and Ronnie. I did. I, I had a real good one. I ate so much turkey. Well, well as I, usual, I was eating turkey yesterday. I was good because I was down at my sister's in Charleston, and I didn't eat nearly as much as I wanted to because I had to get up from the table and drive back to Spartanburg. And didn't want to fall asleep. And I didn't want to fall asleep, so I didn't even eat dessert. Is there any truth to the thing about turkey makes you go to sleep? Isn't there some chemical yeah, in there? Uh, is it, uh tryptophan or something like that i don't know I yeah, co- it's something like that yeah main thing that usually makes me go to sleep on thanksgiving is the detroit lions so uh that definitely does <laughs> that definitely does i i, I watched that but you I, know this, this this weather uh i think it's supposed to be an improving situation yeah as the day goes on yeah but as they used to always say today is the day that a state stops the state of South Carolina, and you know what I mean, and that's just what I've always heard. But this is the day of probably the biggest rivalry, uh, at least at least comparable to Ohio State and Michigan. Well, there's a lot of them today. Ohio but State, Michigan at noon, are. and Alabama, Auburn at three thirty, and Carolina, Clemson at now, seven. Walford plays at two o'clock. They got Elon, but that's the the only real game this afternoon i really care about seeing i'll probably watch some of ohio state and uh michigan yeah but now today for elon dylan thompson's younger brother is the starting quarterback is that right for elon yeah well you know i remember back when i used to go to walford games all the time uh elon was the fighting christians i think they're the phoenix they're now the phoenix now yeah ronnie while i got your attention in light of the fact that you took the championship of our little... Have you got me a crown? Yes. All right, and I will wear it. And there's Ronnie's crown. It's, oh, that uh, thing's gold and everything. Well, yeah. it is gold. Like, I don't know how to put Burger King on one side of it, but it does look good. <laughs> it looks good on him. You, it's, uh, you, you the king. 
You are the king. Oh, then I'll even take a selfie. Take a selfie and send it to the world of running with his uh, Burger King cap on or a crown on. Does look good. All, all I need now is a belt. Well, I, you uh, gonna have to settle for a crown. We'll have to work it in next year, but <laughs> yeah. somewhere along. The line. Yeah, that was a that was a budget buster there. That <laughs> cardboard crown, but um. Thank you. You're very welcome. And I do have the crown on. Congratulations. And you you did win. You did win, and congratulations. You did a fine job. Blind squirrel eventually finds an acorn. Well, that's what they say. So, we did have some racing last week, and it uh, boiled down to uh, the final four, which ran one, two, three, four most of the race. Larson got in there a little bit, and uh, and Keselowski, but it did come down to the four it should have come down to. And uh, actually, with a 10 or 15 or whatever it was laps to go, it looked like it was going to be Truex's race because they really weren't. They were running one, two, three, four, but they weren't that close together. They were right. pre- pretty spread out, one, two, three, four. But I tell you what, Logano hit the button and he went flying past Truex, and that was it. That that was amazing. I mean, it, it you know, for a while there, it looked like that. Uh, 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 what anyway 18 car i'm i'm, I'm going kyle bush kyle bush it looked like kyle bush had a pretty good handle on it well but he well i you know i'm not to disagree with you but he had trouble almost the whole day he yeah, uh, he did he had two lousy pit stops one of them when uh, the guy got the hose hooked under the bumper when he was trying to come right. around to the to the left side of the car and um I, and you told me coming over here it sounded like it wasn't running on all eight cylinders it really didn't i mean even when he was leading you know and it looked like it was his as long as there wasn't another caution, which we know that's going to be another caution. But it sounded like the motor didn't sound clear. Yeah, and, and which, I mentioned to y'all earlier uh, as we were getting ready for the program, I generally don't enjoy the races down there at Homestead that much. I don't know why. I just never have. But this this year's was a very good race, I thought. It was a good race, and, and I kind of feel the same way. It's probably just because I never we never competed there. Uh, just missed out on it, didn't you? Just missed out on it, and and I'm sure it's, it's a good place. But they did have an awful good race, and like Perry said, it, it was between the people it needed to be between of. But Logano, he had the right stuff, and that Pensy car when he got ready to go, that it was like gone. Well, how about this year for Penske? Penske wins the NASCAR championship. Penske wins the Indianapolis 500 for the 17th time. Penske gets his 500th career win in all forms of racing, and Penske gets in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I mean, that's a that's, that's pretty strong. That's pretty much a clean sweep for Penske. And and on top, I do not know the guy, and I've never met him, but you do, and you say he's a pretty good guy. He's an awful nice guy, and uh, like I say, we had to we had the pleasure of racing against him in trans am yeah and we was able to beat him some and he beat us some but when he's racing against roger penske and mark donahue and that doggone camara i'm telling you it it it, it was tough well, it, it took it took every trick and everything that that bud moore could pull off and the people we had and parnelli jones one of the greatest race drivers it, it was tough it was tough to beat him. And well, what a, a lot of people don't realize that Penske was a pretty good driver, and he gave up driving to, uh, you know, go into business and open his 
his Chevy dealerships and then his, you know, all the enterprises that he's got, Penske trucks and, you know, everything. But he was a good driver back in the late 50s and early 60s. He was a real good race driver. In fact, I remember when we wrote the book with your dad, he, Bud went out to uh, Riverside and, and was his crew chief one time. I think Nichols asked him to go out there when uh, yeah. he was driving a 63 Pontiac. Yep, they were out there running the race and uh, I think it was a zero three car. It was a zero three and car. Run, Very good. And he run, he run real good. And uh, he's somebody I definitely uh, we're going to get him on the show next year. I mean, because this guy he's he's nothing but first class he doesn't do anything well this first class i mean i mean it, look at his record yeah you know I, heck of a nice man he's the he's the captain you know and he won the last championship for dodge before dodge went out he he was experimental with the american motors cars and did all right done good with them. with uh bobby allison and donahue and those guys so Real quickly, before we go to our first break, and I should mention our guest, which is uh, Mike Helton, the vice chairman of NASCAR, just about as high up the rung as you can get. Um, we're going to have him on after the break, but I was going to mention that, uh, of course, Logano won the championship over Truex, Harvick, and Kyle Busch, and Al Marola had a great year, finishing fifth. And uh, we, um, do we have time to do this, Ronnie? You want to take a break? Okay. And uh, the Xfinity Series... Of course, Tyler Reddick won that for Junior Motorsports, and he was followed by Cole Custer, Daniel Hemrick, Christopher, Christopher Bell, and Elliot Sadler, who retired. And they, I thought they honored him very nicely there to uh, let him run around on the pace lap in front of the pack and everything. Elliot Sadler was a good guy. Jeremy Clements couldn't quite get that 14th spot. He missed it by, uh, uh, looks like about 13, 13 points. So Jeremy finished 15th. In the Camping um, World Truck Series, it was Brett Moffitt, who we talked about last week, who drove for the Hattori Motorsports, the Japanese uh, car owner and former racer that uh, has only got like nine or ten employees, which is uh, you know, like an anomaly. That proves it, it can be done. That's right. It does. It can be done. Uh, the IndyCar Series with uh, Scott Dixon. With uh, driving for Ganassi, won the championship over Alexander Rossi, Will Power, Ryan Hunter Ray, and Joseph Newgarden. And we've got to keep uh, keeping our uh, thoughts. Robert Wickens, who had that horrible crash at Pocono and literally almost broke every bone in his body. And I haven't heard an update on him lately, but he's uh, he's not at death's door anymore. And I think he's going to be all right eventually. But we'll uh, we'll follow that during the off season. Arca, I thought this was very interesting, with Sheldon Creed winning the championship over Zane Smith, Riley Herbst, Chase Purdy, and Travis Braden. But Brad Smith, who was James Hilton's driver and took over that team with James's terribly unfortunate oh. death during the, during the offseason, finished ninth in the standings. So uh, that wasn't shabby that, at all. No, that's not bad at all. And finally, I mentioned Formula One, where Lewis Hamilton won again. As and, usual. As usual, beating out uh, Sebastian Vettel, Kiki Rakkonen, Vittori Botas, and Max Verstappen, the two American cars, which uh, are uh, offshoots of the Ferrari team with Kevin Magnussen. He was ninth, and Romain, Roman Grosjean, I practice that all the time and I blew it, <laughs> finished 13th. So there's your standings on the major series. Um and 
it was an interesting year. We could definitely do a two-hour show and address oh, yeah. all of these a little bit more, but we can't. But what we can do is talk to the main man with NASCAR, Vice Chairman Max Helton, and we will do that right after these messages. You're listening to Start Your Engines. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't plantain. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, plantain. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube Asheville Highway in Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube Asheville Highway in Inman. Football season is here. That means it's fantasy football season, too. You play to win the game. Hi, this is Chris White, host of The Waiver Wire, and I want to help you win. Join me Sundays from 11 to 1 as we help you build the perfect fantasy lineup so you, too, can be a winner. That's The Waiver Wire Sundays from 11 a.m. to 1 here on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this... And you want it to sound like this. There's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality. And visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. It's football season, which means it's time for tailgates. To make your tailgate number one, you need to visit Game Day Barbecue in Duncan. Game Day Barbecue has all your favorites, including pulled pork, smokehouse chicken, ribs, and brisket. Match any of those with their eight homemade sides like mac and cheese and potato salad, and you have a winning team. Game Day Barbecue, 165 West Main Street in Duncan, open from 10.30 a.m. till 8 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday. So stop in for lunch or dinner or give them a call at 864-249-6787 to cater your event or tailgate. Game Day Barbecue, we do things the old-fashioned way. So by now you probably know that Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards on East Main Street serves delicious burgers and steaks and has the best pool tables in town. What you may not know is that Steak Horse has recently extended their hours. That's right, Steak Horse is now open 24 hours a day and is even serving breakfast. So now you can enjoy pool tables, dartboards, cornhole, and classic arcade games anytime, day or night. Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards, 2600 East Main Street in Spartanburg. Now open 24 hours. 
Like staying up a little later than anybody else in the house? Well, no worries. We're up late with you. Up late with KB, weeknights at 11, only on Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. And welcome back to Start Your Runs on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And uh, we're having a little trouble getting Mike on the phone. Um, and I think Greg stepped out to see what he can do see what he can do so uh we will uh, uh now uh, we can go back to homestead for a minute if you don't okay mind. go right ahead i enjoyed watching that and you know last week i picked uh kyle bush to win it because I, I really thought he was going to yeah but i was actually pulling for joey logano yeah and i i remember the first time i saw him race was a uh arca race at rockingham and it was his first year uh, driving Arca for Gibbs. When he was sliced bread. And he was just driving around people then. Yeah. And the consensus among the group was this kid something special. Yeah. Well, you know, Mark Martin is the guy that found him. And uh, he was uh, the uh, the one that came up with uh, this kid's better than sliced bread. And he has had runner-ups before, but this was the first time he won the championship. So, uh Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Penske. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing that I found, there was no caution flag in the truck race for the championship. There was no caution flag in the Xfinity race for the championship. And for the uh, for the cup race, you know, there was uh, minimal cautions, no, no crashes or anything like that. So uh, it was, uh, you, you know, it was a clean weekend. It was mostly racing and not much. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. And like I said, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Best race I've ever seen there. Yeah. Really good. Well, I think we have him on the line now, and we have the vice chairman of NASCAR, and an honor to have him on our show again. We started out the season with him, and we'll end the season with Mike Helton. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, man. Thank How y'all you. Doing? We're doing great, and thank you very much for uh, joining us this morning. I hope you're having a pleasant holiday. Yeah, um, yes. It's good to catch your breath a little bit sometimes, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And listen, we as fans consider this a pretty successful season. How about uh, as, looking from your side of things? Do you see it as real successful, or have you seen some things you'd like to change or improve on? Yeah, I, 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 I'd rate 18 as a very competitive season all across all three national series, and I think Homestead was a, a pretty good example of that it seemed like everybody that was in the playoffs were running up front all night long and in all three races and but in general i think the 18 season we saw one of the most competitive seasons from my perspective that that i've seen ever since i've been in the sport and we see some of our new talent kind of emerging and they're the, the it's kind of funny for me to sit around and think of harvick and Kyle Busch and and some of these guys as old timers, even Joey Logano, you know, seems like he's been around for a while. But uh, but we've seen the, the emergence of a lot of fresh new talent in in uh, trucks and Xfinity, and particularly in the Cup with with Chase and and Ryan Blaney, Eric Jones, and some of them. Yeah, I think there's no doubt about it. We, that's what we were talking about uh, before the show, and even uh, you know after uh, Homestead. Uh, this is without a doubt. It's been really good to watch them on TV. 
you know, I haven't had the fortune to go to one of them and everything, but this has to be one of the most competitive years and, and interesting. You know, it just, uh, uh, you know, you got Chase Elliott, you know, he, he got to where he could win races and run up front. And, uh, there's it, even the deal at Charlotte worked out, you know, everybody had a lot of doubts about that. The road course. Yeah. The road yeah. course that they call the, the Roval, the Roval or whatever, yeah. but, but even that come across good. And, Heck of a finish. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you had, you didn't know who was going to win the race till about the last 10th of a second. I mean, but yeah, you know, on, on that Roval and I, I have to be real candid and tell you that I'm one that was impressed with it. And I wasn't sure what I was going to think of it going into it, but Marcus Smith and his group did an outstanding job with the facility and with the city of Charlotte, bank of America and everybody that was engaged in that weekend to make that event a very big feel. And, uh, my hats off to them for for getting creative and talking us into doing it that way and and I think when everybody when it was all said and done I think everybody was was pretty impressed with that event. Yeah, no doubt about it, Mike. And uh, everybody else that I talked to that you know within the loop uh, of NASCAR as far as reporting and, and media and everything, everybody come away from Charlotte with, with a good feeling uh, about the situation. It was a good deal. One thing I would note on uh, that I think was very significant is the fact that doing away with the restrictor plate at uh, Daytona and Talladega and uh, just making some other changes to the cars, that seemed like that helped and people come away, you know, we can can do away with that, that, that nasty term called restrictor plate. We don't have to say that no more. Yeah, and I think, you know, we we evolved the sport and try to improve on it every opportunity we can. And, you know, at the, 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 the plates serve their purpose to keep the cars on the ground. And as technology and different elements that, that Steve O'Donnell's group, John Probst, Scott Miller, Delton Sawyer, Chad, all of them at the R&D Center there, they come up with, with the industry's help and an answer for how to, to do it more modern and the way the fans want it done so i think it was a big move on our part so thank you for saying that yeah they and the thing is it left the cars you know had good downforce good close racing they could draft the motors had good horsepower uh the fans really enjoyed it and and i think that was just another one of the pluses for for 218 i mean it's just i think it's just been a a great year for nascar Well, Mike, I'd like to make our yearly pitch for 219 of some way finding a way to put a dirt track in the series. Even if it was a midweek race up at Charlotte, non-points race, just getting these drivers back to their roots. You going to put that on your Christmas list? I absolutely will. It's been on there every year since I've known the man. Uh, we keep talking about that inside the industry. It's a little late for 19. We've already got that schedule published and out and uh, doesn't mean that 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 in the future, though. Uh, you know, we keep talking about it, and uh, and the garage keeps talking about it, and and as we keep talking about things, we find the answers to them. But uh, I don't know if and when it may happen, but it's certainly high on a lot of people's list. Mike, let me ask you a question. Um, with a, I don't know how NASCAR, and I wanted wanted to try to get some insight from you on. 
what NASCAR feels about the parimutuel betting that, uh, you know, it's, it's legal to bet on anything now. And I know that would have been a horrible sore spot back in uh, Big Bill's day, especially with all that happened with uh, the Teamsters and, and Curtis Turner and, and all of that, which is related to gambling in a way. Um, but what does how does NASCAR feel about that? And are they uh, do they have any type of uh, policy that they've put in place, or is that still a work in progress? It's, it's a bit of a work in progress, but that's another example of how uh, the culture changes on us from – 30, 40 years ago, you would have none of that almost in any sport. And then we've seen it over time evolve to where it's it, the culture around it's more and more acceptable. And, and NASCAR will have to figure that out in some form or fashion. But it begins with the credibility of the sport. And we've always had rules in the rule book about that. But we'll have to, and Steve O'Donnell and his group are working on how to improve the terminology in a rule book to be able to support uh participation at that level as it evolves and and we see where it goes but it all starts with protecting our credibility up and down the pit road the the one thing in our sport that that i think we've got so many moving parts and pieces the car itself the pit stop the different crew members uh that that play a factor in the outcome of the sport and and i've got great confidence in the characters in the garage area for them to let the sport play itself out so however we figure out to implement this in nascar it'll be the nascar way of doing it but it all begins with protecting the credibility of the sport yeah no no doubt about that mike and like i can say uh you can it, it's not back in the 50s or the 60s by no means and and people even bet on who's gonna win the toss uh to the super bowl so it's, it's, it's the culture thing that has changed, and I think NASCAR will handle it within uh, the realms of what y'all need to be doing, and it'll wind up just being a plus. It won't be a negative. I think it'll, it'll wind up being a plus. Well, another thing is Las Vegas, you know, wasn't really involved in any kind of major sports except college basketball, and now they've even got an NFL team coming. They've got a very good hockey team. NASCAR goes out there t- twice a year and has their banquet out there. And, and Las Vegas, you know, is the the mecca of gambling in the United States. And um, it's just sort of natural for NASCAR, as the NBA seems to be doing, and the NFL, to, to find a way to embrace gambling. I mean, it's, it's there anyway, so why not make the most of it? Well, it exists. You're right. And, and Vegas has become uh, more modern as a sports marketplace as it is for the gaming marketplace and that speaks to the evolution of that culture that's a whole lot different in 2018 going into 2019 than it would have been in 1968 or 69 you know there's and and there's no there's no getting around the fact that that the television ratings are off some and and the attendance i think this might even be a possible way to to increase attendance and and the uh an awareness of the sport i mean you know to get it back to the levels uh you know of the late 90s and everything in the, in the early part of the this century um instead of having advertisements over sections of the grandstand you know this might be a way to fill them back up well you know we always work on on getting more people at the race events at live audience and we also work on the eyeballs and trying to catch up with the consumption habits of fans and NASCAR fans, we've got, we've still got a huge, huge fan base. Of course, and yes. Their consumption of the sport is different than 
than we've been used to, and we were used to people in the grandstand or watching it on television. But but even as old as I am, my consumption of, of entertainment and sports has changed, and so it's on NASCAR to catch up with that. But we we still work diligently on uh, people coming to the event and enjoying the socialness of camping out in the infields and in the grandstand and facilities are making big improvements. Uh, Daytona's uh, investment a couple, three years ago that got the ribbon cut on it is is set an impressive standard for the motorsports industry and particularly for NASCAR. But Phoenix is a good example this year between going there in March and then going back in November, the, the, the work that Phoenix did yes. to to provide a racetrack, a motorsports facility, a NASCAR facility that fans can engage themselves the way they're used to gauging interactively and everything they participate in. And that's the movement that we're going through right now to, to make all that work right. So, uh, you know, I think 18 showed some momentum, both in the grandstands and, and the consumptions beyond the big box. The big box is still the primary driver of all that. And, and we continue to work with Fox and NBC to deliver on that side correctly but also chasing the digital social consumption of entertainment and sports is on us to to figure out too yeah that's very well put and uh yeah i can't agree anymore with that yeah mike that's that's perfect way of saying the 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 fan today is nothing like the fan in the 70s when i was going to the race just about every week and uh and when you know when bud moore engineering was involved uh mike i don't want to go on a downer here but i want to ask you this and and I want you to make it a, a positive, uh, as I'm sure you can. You know, this time last year, um, Spartanburg, which, you know, has such a rich history in stock car racing, we still had Bud Moore was living, and, and of course, James Hilton was with us, and, and David Pearson. And in just a span of a year, you know, we've lost all three. Of course, James Hilton was very tragically. But uh, could you just touch for a minute on what those three, and especially Hilton, because we did, we've done Bud Moore. In fact, we dedicated this whole year on the on this show to Bud Moore, but um, especially with James Hilton's tragic loss, who uh, he was in ARCA, but he had such a rich NASCAR history and was a great driver. I, I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame as much as just about anybody. And uh, and of course, David Pearson that we lost a few weeks ago. Yeah. And James certainly was one of the hardest working racers that I've ever met in the sport. And, 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 but characters like James and Bud and David put NASCAR on the map in the Spartanburg, South Carolina area. And as that band grows, I think the core of our support in that part of the country stays and grows with it. And being able to celebrate the legacies of Bud and James and particularly David Pearson more recently has been a reminder to all of us that that here's how our sport was built here's the 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 people that built it and we should celebrate their lives and their accomplishments and and also pay big tribute to their contributions to NASCAR in particular but i think their legacy will live for for generations to come that will keep Spartanburg South Carolina in that area as a conversation that NASCAR will have forever through the Hall of Fame, but just in general conversations in the garage area and among fans that I talk to that remember Bud and David's participation directly in the sport and how much they contributed, as did James Hilton, to the motorsports industry. And, And I think it's on us to remember that and to celebrate it 
and even a hundred years from now, talk about the era that Bud and James and David uh, participated in the sport and made a lot of us fans out of. Well, Mike, I can't thank you enough for for saying that. And uh, it's like I've told people time and time again. Uh, you know, we got we got people along that like Cotton Owens. Cotton Owens, you yeah. Know, another one, and and the list kind of goes on and on. And uh, NASCAR has done an excellent job of remembering these guys. And it's like I try to tell people, you know, I hate that we don't have David Pearson. I hate that I don't have my daddy no more. But these guys were not going to be able to drive or be car owners or crew chiefs forever. But NASCAR has done great strides with the Hall of Fame. Uh, even NASCAR, I know, remember when daddy passed. You know, y'all had it on scrolling at the bottom of ESPN and Fox and everything and, and got it national publicity that it passed away and that means a whole lot to the family and the town uh and everything but yeah y'all y'all are definitely honoring all all those people greatly and we can't thank you enough and and all of us should do that we that's in our dna to remember that the people that built our sport and as we get we're going into our 71st season in nascar and and we've had evolutions of drivers that get in the car and amaze us and impress us and, and make us follow the sport and then they get out, and other other drivers or other crew members or other uh, engine builders come, and they build their legacy. But it's as we get older as a sport, and we get older as individuals, it's it's still tough to say goodbye to those people. And Robert Yates was one of them. Tom Higgins. Oh yes. Uh, oh, and, and eighteen, no we've 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 lost so many in the last eighteen months. We've just lost so many people that did so much building our sport, and it's on us. It's on our generation that we're talking with right now to be sure that people understand the impact of their and their legacy to our sport, you know, forever. And that's just in our DNA from day one. I think uh, that's on us to to be sure that we don't forget their contributions. Well, Robert Yates and uh, Tom Higgins were great friends of this show, and, and we we already miss them. But that's you know that's one thing that we do, and I'd say we spend as much time talking about history as we do. Uh, the more contemporary things and because we're so proud of what we've had in spartanburg and, and what we still have i mean we've still got jeremy clements and the clements out there and building engines for everybody and and um you know dick brooks jack smith I, how could i forget cotton Owens? i didn't forget cotton Owens. i was just i was talking about the recent ones that have passed away but we just our um, our history buckshot jones i mean we've had just about everybody from here but mike um you know thank you so much for coming on i i, I know it's um you probably had to squeeze us into your schedule, and you got the you got the NASCAR banquet coming up. When is that? Next week? That's usually the first week in next, December, right? Yeah, that, that actually, it's going to be next Thursday night. So we will early in the week. We'll head out to Vegas to to celebrate Joey Logano and him, Roger Penske's championship, and Ford Motor Company and their manufacturing win this year, which uh, speaks loud to their efforts and and Doug Yates' efforts around building motors, but. The uh, it's we'll we'll go out and we'll do that Wednesday and Thursday and Thursday night will be the banquet in Vegas and then we'll come back to Charlotte and celebrate the the uh, Camping World which will be Gander Outdoor next year and Xfinity Series those championships too as well as our weekly and our regional programs uh, we've got some celebrating to do over the next couple of weeks and and then that's a good thing. Well, it's the time of year to celebrate. And yes, do you do you have any kind of changes in uh, networks? I mean, uh, NASCAR sponsorship next year that you could talk about? 
I, I think they've all been announced. Uh, you know, I think most everything we try to get buttoned up and do things a little bit further out than we used to do in the past. I remember going to New York banquet and and on Thursday at the press conference we'd put out the next year's schedule. But we do we do everything so far out now. I think I think everybody everybody knows what's going to happen or it's out there at least, and everybody will pick up on it as they catch their breath and kind of catch up with celebrating eighteen and then looking into nineteen. Well, Mac, I, once again, thank you for coming on with us. Uh, I, I love your your candidness. You you answer the questions that we ask, and you don't avoid anything, and I really appreciate it. And I hope you'll come back and maybe kick it off for us next season. Well, I hope I get the chance to myself, and I always enjoy talking to you all and, and the, the, the fans that listen to you. Uh, and I'd like to just wish everybody a great holiday season and thank NASCAR fans for being NASCAR fans and and remembering people like like the folks in our industry but this is a good time of year also to to say thanks for the military men and women from the past and present and future and the first responders that that do so many things i, I just i'm amazed at the men and women that run into a catastrophe or a disaster oh, yeah. instead of running away from it and and it's it's i think in our it's also in our dna to say thanks to them and 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 give us the opportunities to do what we do well said. Thank you so much, Mike, for coming on, and we'll um, we'll talk to you next year. Thank you. Okay, guys. Thank you. That's Mike Helton, the vice chairman of NASCAR. What a great interview. Oh, he's a good guy to talk to. I really enjoy listening to what he has to say about the, not just the industry, but life in general. Yeah, he's a heavyweight. I mean, you know, there's a lot of shows I don't think can get Mike Helton, so we're very fortunate to have Greg uh, with his relationship with these people, especially somebody as high up the ladder as Mike uh, Helton, and that's his... That's as high as, up, high, as high up as you can get. But we're going to take a break right now and come back with the man we always love to talk to who knows everything and uh, can reflect on the year and what's coming up next year, and that's Nelson Crozier. So we'll be back after this message. Uh, you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, Plante. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube. Asheville Highway in Inman. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirits' tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirits carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirits apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirits. 
Reedville Road on Spartanburg's west side, where customer service is the difference. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the Want to text the show? Download our app to use the Elite Audio text line. Search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. Sure, it's easy to jump on the Internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That's where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janney Montgomery Scott, located right here in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. Trent can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review at 864-585-8282. That's 585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Mmm, a sausage gravy and biscuit and a hot McCafe coffee from McDonald's. Look at that flaky golden biscuit and creamy sausage gravy. Well, I can swear I'm back home with Mama cooking us up some biscuits. I'd tell her, Mama. Yeah, baby? Mama, what are you doing here? They got good sausage gravy and biscuits here, and I don't want to spend all day in the kitchen. Now scooch over. Wake up to a $2 McDonald's sausage gravy and biscuit and any size McCafe coffee for only a dollar. Here's a dollar. Go get Mama a couple McCafe coffee. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any offer or combo meal. And now we'll wel- welcome in Nelson <laughs> Crozier, and uh, who's trackside for us. That was uh, that was your intro, Nelson. I, I don't know why the, the file won't play, but that's the best I could do. Okay, sounded like a big cat. Well, you, you heard the three Indy cars go by, and then it was Smoky Unix stock block. Okay. <laughs> Either whatever you whatever you have to believe. Welcome on the show, Nelson. And uh, uh, how was uh, I know we were both pulling for Penske. So how did it come out as far you as you were as you are concerned as as uh, with all the championships last week? Oh, uh, I was pretty satisfied with it on, on the cup level. I was uh, kind of in a toss-up. I wanted 22 car to win for Penske, but I was kind of uh, thought that Harvick, uh, you know, as a driver, uh, because the success he'd had this year in the races, as well as the adversity, 
I was kind of pulling for him. Nelson, we, uh, uh, I thought it was sort of unusual that I know the truck race was caution free, as we mentioned last week, and the Xfinity race was caution free uh, as well. And then the NAS, the the Cup race, I mean the the cautions really weren't of any consequence, even though they threw one late. I thought to, uh, uh, I mean it was a legitimate caution flag, but it, they had one last chance to bunch him up. And uh, after Truex jumped out to that lead, there it was like uh, uh, Logano hit a switch and he was gone. Well, on a short run, 10 to 15 laps, uh, Logano definitely had the field covered. On the longer runs, either Truex or Harvick, uh, you know, definitely had the edge. Nelson, um, and I'm not trying to, to put you on the spot here, but just right off the top of your head, what are what are some of the changes we've got coming up for next year? I know we've got sponsor changes and, and everything. How much time do we have? Well, we got about, <laughs> got about six minutes. Okay, uh, going down to the driver changes, uh, some of these are not finalized yet, uh, but the conjecture is Kurt Busch is going to the number one car. Uh, Ryan Newman uh, definitely has announced he's going to the sixth car. Uh, Denny Hamlin's staying where he is, but he'll have a new crew chief. Uh, 15 cars, Chastain. Uh, 19 car will be uh, Truex, uh, uh, ousting uh, Suarez. Uh, 23 will be a third car for uh, front row racing. Uh, 31 car will be Daniel Hammert. 41, a good chance that if uh, Kurt Busch goes to the one, that Daniel Suarez will be in the 41, but that has not been announced. That's conjecture. Uh, 48 car is going to have a new crew chief. Uh, 95 car will be Matt Dinabetto uh, in a Toyota uh, with... Uh, Denny Hamlin's former crew chief, Mike Wheeler. Uh, question is, uh, 78 car charter, where is it going? That's so, good. That's you know, a good question. Well, is that something that'll go up for bid? I mean, is that like to the, to the highest bidder or, um, how does, uh, well, you know, uh, either bid, but it has to be approved by NASCAR. Yeah. That was the next thing I was going to say. I figured NASCAR had, to, we just had Mike Helton on talking about, uh, some changes for next year, but I mean, he didn't go through the driver, uh, driver lineup and you did that very well. Of course, we got sponsors coming and going too with Lowe's leaving, uh, the 48 and ally bank coming on any, any other sponsor changes. I'm not thinking of, uh, well, uh, there were some more, uh, Penske has some new ones coming in. Uh, you know, speaking of sponsors and negativity, Charlotte observer, uh, had an article on the 22nd, and, uh, you know, one of their sub-headlines on it, sponsorship in a tailspin and no one is safe. Uh, no, you know, remember, uh, home improvement business, uh, Home Depot pulled out a number of years ago because they thought that they could put their money to better use elsewhere. And pretty much that's what, uh, you know, Lowe's is doing. They've got a new CEO and they're, you know, they're trying different uh, things. They don't want to stagnate. But uh, as we see with the 48 car, Allied Bank coming in, uh, you know, right off the bat, you know, uh, for a two-year minimal commitment. Uh, companies are not spending 25 to $35 million on a race team. Uh, the board of directors just won't go for it. 
but you know we have plenty of them that will spend 10 to 15 million dollars so that's why you're seeing uh different sponsors the penske cars probably being uh the most obvious where they rotate sponsors uh you know basically on a weekly basis they got a half dozen of them but uh, you know the cars are fully funded uh I was talking to one of the Roush people, and they've got both cars fully funded for every race uh, in 2019. You know, you're uh, te- I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, and then uh, talking about the schedule, uh, the, uh, NASCAR had a five-year uh, plan a few years ago. So 2019-2020 is the end of the five-year plan. Then we will start seeing some changes in the schedule. What I was going to mention was I saw an article in the Charlotte Observer um, last week or the week before, and it was by Jenna Fryer, and it was it was pretty negative as she talked about the problems with Brian France, of course. That's uh, up in the air right now, I guess, of what's going to happen to him. And um, and the cheating with the, the four car, how the sponsors don't like that, and, and sponsors leaving, and um, the attendance and everything, and, you know, that's – there's a lot of negatives. Well, the first thing on attendance you've got to remember, the pie used to be divided into three, uh, three parts at any time of the year. You had NASCAR, uh, you had NFL. Uh, then you go into uh, NASCAR and basketball, and then you go to NASCAR uh, and baseball. Nowadays, the pie is divided into probably 50 different pieces with soccer, uh, uh, concerts, you name it. Uh, so NASCAR and the NFL still got the two big, the biggest pieces of the pie. Uh, they're not foundering by any means, but you've got to be innovative and you've got to come up with new ways to keep the fans who nowadays have a much shorter attention span than ever before. And how do you document fans that are listening on the radio or are watching uh, you know, on their mobile devices? Uh, you cannot quantify all those things. You can get an idea, but you can't quantify it. Uh, you know, TV with uh, you know the different ratings. They take one person, and that one person is uh, is good for 50 or 100 people. You know, supposedly an accurate accurate sample. But I know one person who uh, is part of that deal, and he just screws with the system uh, <laughs> because he, he doesn't like it, but. Somehow he managed to get his foot in the door, and he's one of the, uh, you know, uh, people that uh, has a special box on the TV and whatever. So he'll have one TV on that while he's watching something else, but yet that same the 200 people are watching that program in, in that given area. So you get a lot of people who are really watching uh, that aren't getting counted. But the biggest thing. We've got to get it where people come to the racetrack because if you've never been to the racetrack, you don't know what you're missing. That's the uh, truth. It's just the thrill of being there. It's the better in person. Yeah, no no doubt about that, Nelson. And like I say, uh, we, as we were talking to Elton, uh, we saw a lot of, lot of positive things this year. Uh, a lot of things went over that people were skeptic about. But then again, we you know we're talking about the, the negativity of some of the, uh, some of the press or whatever. Uh, and Yo, the woman, the woman you, in particular that y'all yeah. mentioned, she's usually pretty negative about NASCAR anyway. So we to kind of take her out of context. Right. But why do you cut off the hand that's feeding you? And that's what these reporters are doing. 
you know, they're getting paid to cover a sport, and the sport goes away, their job's going to go away. Well, Nelson, I tell you what, we're up against the end of the show here. Um, thank you so much. It's been a great year. Uh, we wouldn't trade your input for anybody else's. Uh, you're by far, as far as I'm concerned, the best analyst and uh, insider that I know of. The smartest man I know. And the smartest man that Ronnie Brown, uh, Ronnie Black knows, and he says that every week. So, he uh, is the best. You are the Nelson best. Nelson Crozier is the best. You certainly are, Nelson, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. And if we do this next year, I hope you'll come back with us. Oh, I'm sure I will, and you know, I'll be uh, keeping in touch over the winter as well. Sure, we sure will, and uh, you have a great holidays, and we'll see you on the other side. Okay, sounds good. That's Nelson Crozier, our NASCAR insider, and I tell you what, um, <laughs> excuse me, I wanted to give Nelson a chance to plug his uh, his business, his businesses, but I uh, didn't get a chance. Well, that that was that was a uh, a little bit of my fault. I kind of, but oh well, no, it's no, not at all. Limited time. Hopefully, next year we can get a two-hour show. Right, and 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 Nelson's hard to cut off because he's always he, everything Every, he says is important. Very interesting, and, and see that's what'll be good if if we are able to get two hours. It gives Nelson more time. It gives our guests more time. We may be able to put sometimes uh, uh, two special guests. You well, know. I mean, it raised the possibility, but uh, the one thing, Nelson, that, that did make mention to, you do have people that, that, that support different sports and everything. It seems like in NASCAR you have a lot of lot of reporters, even radio shows and stuff, that come across so negative. And if it wasn't for NASCAR, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have a job. Yeah. And and that, I don't know where, where their brains are. Well, well we, don't, this is, we don't agree with NASCAR on everything. But we're not jerks about it either. That's we, right. We, we try not to be. Well, That's but, exactly right. you know, I'm not going to defend the lady. I've never met her. I read the article, but, uh, I mean, she was just pointing out. She wasn't saying that NASCAR was dying. She was just saying, you know, here's what happened in 2018. And one of them was the the main guy got arrested, uh, you know, for DUI. DUI and pills in his pocket and everything. And he's been replaced by his younger brother for right now. Or I guess that's actually his older brother. Um, Jim France. No, that's his uncle. That, that's, that's his okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, it's another France. Another France. It, the, the, it's the last name that counts. And the, uh, you know, she was just pointing out this stuff. She she yeah. wasn't saying you know everything's rosy and uh, and every week the the ratings comes out for the TV. But with the last minute or so we've got here, Ronnie, why don't you uh, give us your final thoughts for 2018? Oh, listen, I'm just tickled. I got to do this again this year with you guys. And I'm glad I got my crown. <laughs> I, re- I really wanted that. It just proves that eventually a blind squirrel finds an acorn. Greg? Well, it, 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 is, it is a beautiful crown, but I, once again, it, it's the same thing. I, I've just, I've been tickled to death to be on this show since its inception. Uh, you know, th- th- this year was a, a, a changing of the guard a little bit, name change, different things. Perry's the host. Me and Ronnie are, are back here doing something. The Rebel Ronnie doing the one that don't do nothing is me. But you, I, you but, draw the flies, Greg. Yeah, I, I mean, just, you get the guests. I can I can get on the telephone and talk to people, and uh and talk a little bit. But you know we got Nelson and everything. But it's just I think we've had a successful season with the radio show, and I think NASCAR had a very successful season. And I just hope like heck we will be back here next year with two hours or an hour 
we just want to come back we just want to be back and we've got a you know it, it almost seems like we've got unfinished business if we if we don't have another season of doing this and hopefully uh, we'll be able to we want to thank lanny mckinney for all he does on our podcast and, thank you uh, lanny and um we hope we'll see you all back next year and um i tell you what it's been interesting great been working with you guys and uh all you folks out there in radio land keep it between the fences let's go to applebee's happy holidays You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 